Okay, second part. I'll wait for you to. I'm gonna finish. Yeah. Chewing my snack. <laughs> Do I sound like a cow? <laughs> now you're making me want to eat some pretzels. You see what I mean? You got to be crazy. Too late to be sane. You got to go full tilt, Bozo. Because you're only given a little spark of that. We are attention. If you lose that, you're not attention. Hey, attention! From me to you, don't ever lose that. Because it keeps you alive. All right, so what are some what are some strategies that you've used that you found helpful for time management? But <clears throat> great. So for part two of our time management exploration, I am delighted to proffer up some tools that I use to stay on track. I'd say the first and perhaps the most consistent tool or the tool that I use most consistently is my Google Calendar. Um, so the first thing is a calendar. I wish that I was more proactive with a physical calendar, and I will, I will get back into that, to that habit, because I personally believe writing out dates and project deadlines is better for long-term memory, um, et cetera, et cetera. It's just better. It's just healthier way to live personally. I think keeping everything digital, it's easier to lose track of things. So <clears throat> currently I'm not in that phase. I will get back into that phase. Uh, right now I use a smattering of apps, including my Google calendar, my notepad on my iPhone, a to-do list game called Habitica. It's a gamified to-do list app and the alarms on my phone and reminders. Those are the five that I use actively and on a day-to-day -day basis every day. And so you, you have an iPhone, so you're using the reminders yes. app. Yes, I have a smartphone that helps me kind of consolidate all these things. Um, I also on occasion will carry around with me a leather notepad in my breast pocket or, or pants pocket with little, just little college rule line note cards where I can write down thoughts and ideas, grocery lists. And I find that to be helpful when I'm consistent with that. But the underlying, if, if the viewers are picking up on this, the underlying theme here is if I'm consistent, I have tried hundreds of apps. I have tried thousands of coping mechanisms, both digital and analog, to keep me on track and to finish tasks on times and, and meet deadlines. But the fact of the matter is, I, I am changing constantly. I am rotating those constantly. It's very difficult to find one solid system that I live in and use on a day-to-day -day basis for years at a time. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a struggle. So I can I can relate to you there. I yeah. definitely have <laughs> had the yeah, same. Yeah. What about you? What are your What are your What are your tools? <laughs> and we'll go in and define them a little more specifically. But in broad strokes, what do you use to stay on time and yada yada? Yeah. So I've I've used Google Calendar. I use that for years. Uh, I 
I use that a lot with clients and it's kind of Google Calendar is one of my preferred calendar, digital calendar mm. applications because I find I really like the fact that you can change the colors of different categories. Yes. You can have multiple calendars and you can share that calendar, which makes it great to share it with friends or other people or even print it out if you need to. So I, I really like that. And I like the fact that I can bring it with me everywhere, that it's in my pocket and it's backed up. That you know, I think one of the big advantages of having a digital system is that it's backed up. So you lose your phone, you whatever it is, spill water on your computer, you still have your calendar. You still yeah. can find it somewhere. Um, also, I've used Todoist and a variety of other kinds of to-do list apps. I have since stopped using Todoist um, mm. because I find that, and, and well, before I get into my to-do list stuff, I'll, I'll say that I don't use Google Calendar for myself anymore but that's because I use a calendar system that's built into my client database. So I use the a, a built-in calendar system there with an app that's also my phone. So it's right. actually very similar to um, Google Calendar. Right. But um, because I have to schedule things into that database for clients I work with, I, I don't use Google Calendar, but I kind of wish that I could. Um, it just, there's... A whole bunch of funky <clears throat> minutia of why I can't do that at this moment. For to-do lists, I've tried various to-do list apps. I've tried like Wonderlist. I've tried Todoist. Uh, I've briefly tried Habitica. Um, personally, I find that the to-do list apps aren't as like good for me. That I don't. I put them in. It's a good like repository of things. Like I like able to enter them into that app or that system but then i just like they just stay there i i don't i don't come back to it enough mm. and the idea that i had around my smartwatch, right the apple watch was to have to doist on this apple watch too and for me to be able to enter in to-do list items with my voice right into the apple watch making it really seamless i tried that for a while it didn't it wasn't as seamless as i thought it was going to be mm. and i kept having to like Really? Yeah, so I haven't found a great to-do list app. Did it help at least use. having that, like, doesn't it buzz? Like, doesn't it, like, vibrate? It does <clears> buzz, <throat> and it has this haptic feedback where it, right. it vibrates. And so that was my plan, was to ha be able to have Todoist as my to-do list app and then right. have it on my Apple Watch and then be able to just press it and say, you know, remind me to get this and do this, da-da-da. And then boom, it's I'm, it's I'm surprised though, it, it didn't stick. Well, it was because when I tried to use Todoist on Apple Watch, and this was, you know, months ago, so maybe yeah. it's gotten better. When I first tried to use it, I'd have to like hold down the thing and then if I said the if I said it and it didn't type it out completely correctly, like it might have said, Remember to get the mic instead of the milk or something. <laughs> it like didn't completely translate okay. it then I can't go back and edit it. And then I have to uh, go to my phone and then I have to like, and then it's just like frustrating. So the UI, and then you the want to throw your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like, oh, fuck it. Why not? broken. Yeah. Like a post-it note is probably better right, in, in this. Moment. Oh man. Don't. So the barrier to entry, the, note. <laughs> the barrier to entry is, is important. Like I've found 
the best system isn't the most complicated or the one that has the best bells and whistles. It's the one that you use most consistently and the one that's the simplest for the, le the least amount of steps to get the thing done or into the system or it's, out of the system. That's if actually, you have to click yeah. through things, you have to go through multiple windows. If you have to open up something, pull this out, click this, do this, 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 this then you get lost in that cycle or there's more chances of it not happening somewhere along that sequence. Right. It, it's one of the more kitschy things that Eric Tivers says, but I res respect the fact that he qualifies his talks about ADHD apps before this hour and a half long talk. He says, what's the right app for you? It's not the one, as you said, with all the bells and whistles, the really complex one. It's the one that works for you. The, yeah. the right app for you is the one that helps you complete what you're trying to complete on time or in various steps. So if it's, for instance, you said you tried Habitica. I have Habitica and it has greatly helped actually with this repository idea that you highlighted. What I really like about Habitica is this functionality called dailies where you have, you set not only habits like good and bad habits and you track your habits and also a to-do list which can be scheduled or not it can be just a free-flowing to-do list but you have this this dailies column which is something that you set that you do daily and if you don't you get penalized for not eating lunch that day yeah. or those not are your habits your and routines yeah and i i love being reminded about a routine that I'd like to have, if that makes sense. Like I'm not always the best at keeping a consistent routine, but at least this app has almost a printout version. Like, hey man, sorry, I have more light this way. Um, there's almost like a printout version. Hey, Steven, this is what you said you wanna do once a day, every day, right? So just reminder, this is what you're trying to do this is the routine you'd like to have. And I like having that in my face every day. And do you like the fact that Habitica allows you to have earn, there's this gamification aspect to it and you can earn certain awards or points towards your character? Yeah, I mean, I'm a total nerd. <clears throat> so the fact that Habitica is based off of like Dungeons and Dragons quest style games is adorable and I love it. To be entirely honest, I wish it was way more gamified. I mm -hmm. wish that they, so they have a social corner where you can interact with other users of Abidica and no surprise here, a lot of ADHDers are in this world. So it's actually, mm -hmm. there's even an ADHD clan in the game. So like there's already a, a group of thousands of ADHDers who use Abidica. Um, we find ourselves quickly. So I would love if the app tapped that resource a much greater deal like way more social interaction right now you have to build your team your quest team yourself and there's no discernible collaboration with strangers who use the app like you have to invite and accept an invitation to a team and i just think they're missing a huge opportunity to turn a to-do list game into an Xbox Live style 
interaction with people, something you and I have talked about for attention different at some point, like real strangers to stranger, peer to peer interaction and playing the game together. Yeah, that would be, that would be cool. Um, yeah. Right now it's a half baked idea. Yeah. And I think we're going to, we're going to get there at some point. I mean, virtual reality and headsets and, you know, all these kind of things is leading to this point where we're going to have more of this kind of stuff for better or for worse. And that with all this wearable tech that we have now, um, it's just a matter of time until that type of, of accountability system gets built out in a more robust Definitely. way. But for what we have right now, and like let's kind of dumb this down a little bit. We've been talking a Great. lot about tech stuff, but I think some of the tools that we use that are non-tech, that are more analog or old school, like the Post-it note, for instance. So I it's a genius like, invention. Like one thing that I do, which is really, this is a very common thing, but it's like, you know, I have a bowl where I put my keys and my wallet and the important stuff and I empty my pockets into there. So I always know where my wallet and keys are. So I don't have to go search for it. So that's right. one thing because it helps with time management. Um, oh yeah. I have a hook, key hook. It's one of the first things I set up. That's where right. the keys go. Right. So if you build those kind of things into your routine where you have certain places where you put things and you don't have to think about it and go find things. Um, so that's a very simple thing to do. Another thing that I've, that I tend to do is I do have post-it notes and kind of, I write, I like writing down my to-do list. That's what I've found is that even though I end up sometimes creating multiple post-it notes, which isn't probably the best idea. Um, I have, I, ha I like to have, the, the, I mean, just kind of the very fact of writing it down helps me remember it. Ditto. Um, so I think it's, it's less about, okay, I have this post-it note with all this stuff on it. And what if I lose it <laughs> or am I going to check back on this? And yes, ideally I'd, I'd check back and I'd check it all off or cross it off after I'm done with the things. Sometimes just, being able to kind of get it out of your head and put it down onto something is actually helpful. And it's moving, it's moving the person into the direction of getting it done. To, to put this in a really dumb, but cute way, computer programmers and graphic designers are working their asses off to make touchscreen apps feel like a notepad in broad strokes. All these UI developers, these user you know, interaction developers are trying to get to the feeling of scratching something off. We're a tactile species. We love the sensation of writing something out and checking it off or scratching it off. And in the ADHD community, we joke about this a lot, but it's still true. It's nonetheless true that at least for me, and you've highlighted the same feeling, writing out my to-do list and being able to cross it off physically, there's a, there's a real sense of reward, even a micro reward, but it's still a reward structure. Yeah. So I've, I've used various systems like that, like the to-do, the um, sticky note to-do list. And what I like to do sometimes, one of the little tactics I use is I put them on like my keyboard, or I put them on my computer, or I put mm. them... If there's something I need to remember, I put it right in my notebook or something, the first thing. 
So that way I know as soon as I open this up, I see it, I'm reminded of it. It doesn't just get lost. And that's another tactic or strategy that people can use is strategic placement of things. So if you, if you decide that you have to remember tomorrow, you know you're going to forget this, but tomorrow you're going to you have to remember to bring this bag with you to the gym or right. whatever it is. You got to remember to bring your paper that you printed out to turn it into your professor. Well, put it somewhere where you have to move it to get through. So put it in wedged in your doorway by your doorknob. So you're, right. you have to move it physically before you get out of your door. My girlfriend lived with two boys and her, they were her brother and her cousin, but basically two brothers. And let's just say she was the organist one in the house and she was forced to put the errands and bills and like all the responsibilities of the roommate, <clears throat> the roommates on the front door, like facing them the last thing they saw before they locked up. And there, half of it was, you know, responsibilities. And the other half was just a whiteboard. And it said like in bold, um, her brother has allergies. So she's like, EpiPen, question mark, <laughs> keys, question mark, shoes, wallet, phone. And before they'd leave the house, it's like right there in your face. Yeah. That's what we have to do. We have to have clocks everywhere and strategic sticky note reminders. At the same yeah. time though, we gotta be careful not to get too crazy with that because too many lists, too many sticky notes, too many right. things. It gets overwhelming and then it, it doesn't work anymore. So moderation in all things. Yeah. So we have to make sure when we do put things in certain places, it's it's in a a planned way that's not like so for instance, this works best if you have a desk that's clear or a space that doesn't have a lot of other distracting yep. clutter. Because if if you have a bunch of crap all over your floor, setting that bag right out in front of your door before you leave, you might just kick it out of the way because you have a bunch of the other crap on the floor to get Absolutely. through it. And you're used to kicking crap out of the way anyways. Yeah. So that might not be as effective. So that, that goes to, to show that the more we can clean up or or declutter, having less stuff in general, the, the easier it is to find things and to be on time because you're not looking for things. But you know what this all highlights actually or points to on a, on a more long-term personal behavioral goal? The difference between putting a sticky note that says turn off the oven light on the guitar hanging in your bedroom versus putting that sticky note on the oven next to the oven light to remind mm -hmm. yourself to turn it off. That's proactive reminders, right? That's an example of proactively reminding yourself and it requires diligent focus and some sort of attention paid to the specific challenge rather than flippantly setting a reminder somewhere and the point that we're trying to make is that's digital or analog there you can have too much of of a good thing or you can misdirect the positive behavior right when you are putting that sticky note on the oven light that says turn off the oven light blow that up 
larger to all of your daily processes and that's healthy living like that's healthy reminder that's healthy to-do list it's proactive self reminders as opposed to passive reminders which i think what we're ultimately trying to get to philosophically is like how to proactively remind ourselves to do something or that we have a deadline as opposed to throwing caution to the wind and just assuming that this app or that calendar or that sticky note will do the job for us. We need to plan to plan in some ways too. Yes, 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 yes. And if we don't plan, build out actual planning time to whether it's planning for a week, like some people set aside a certain amount of time, like on Sunday or something, and then plan the week. And I try to do this a little bit every week, like at the end of the week on Sunday. I have a big whiteboard. So this is another tool I use that's very old school. But I I actually got some whiteboard tape and I I spaced it out by the days. So I have columns for each day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I have Saturday, Sunday at the bottom but I broke this up on my whiteboard, which is a magnetic and dry erase whiteboard. Nice, nice. And I write in certain things into that as well. So I use that as my planning thing where I I go and I look at the week. I have my calendar on my phone in my hand. I look at the calendar. I think about what I have. And then I also have some goals and things on that whiteboard. So I have business goals and I have some personal goals some routines and some goals I, I want to do for like working out or meditating or whatever it is. And I have that, those goals on there. And each week I try to put in some reminder things like, okay, is, are there certain events that are coming up this week that I mm. want to plan for and remind myself bigger things this night? There's this event, there's this activity, maybe small, put a few smaller things or just checkbox items on that whiteboard little to do type of things, go to right. the pharmacy, whatever it is. Right. Um, and then like I have routine stuff too that I have. So I have like, I'm using this device called Muse, which is helpful oh, for right. meditation. So I'm, I have on my whiteboard a spot where I can check that off each day. I use kind of a combination of these things where it's sticky notes and the whiteboard and my smartphone for a digital calendar. And I find that that's, that's good for me. And I, I, I also use the Reminders app on the iPhone as well, but less. I, I do that more when I know there's a specific time when I need to be reminded and I'll forget if I don't do that. Yeah. Like I, I need to I call the, this person at this time. Yeah. And I have the option of setting a reminder on Habitica tasks. Mm-hmm. You can set push notification reminders, which for those who aren't sure what that means, it just sends a text to your phone, essentially a notification to your home screen. Um, I use those similarly when I need to remind myself of a specific thing because it's, it's usually time oriented by like the half hour or the hour, you know, like I need to have this done at 3 p.m. I, I, this happens to be an episode where I'm thinking really generally as opposed to really specifically, but I'm seeing bigger pictures. If I had to put it into one advice, one sentence of advice, you can't succeed when 
trying to keep all of your to-do lists and tasks and project goals and deadlines in here and only in here. Yeah. It won't happen. So forget that now. Let and go Steven's pointing to his head for all the listeners. I'm pointing to my head. <laughs> yes. Keeping all of the your calendars and deadlines in your head ain't going to work. You're going to forget stuff and you're going to lose stuff. Not a good so plan. Not a good plan. Nope. Not even a plan. Not, That's yeah, not, a, not plan. a plan. Zero plan. Now, going No matter how crazy, spectacular you think your memory is. No matter how, yeah. And just let go. <laughs> if, you're, if you're an ADHD or listening to this podcast, that's not a plan. Keeping it in your head, not a plan. Just trust stop us it. already. <laughs> yeah, stop you can, it. You don't have to believe us, but please trust us and try this out. Because yeah. every single the, client I've worked with who walks in the door says, mm-hmm. oh, I just keep it in my head. I'm fine. I don't yeah. need this. Nope. Never. You, they wouldn't be seeing me if that's if that nope. was working. You wouldn't be there <laughs> if that worked. Yeah. So we're all here. We're letting go of that. Now, plans. And we've been there, right? Both of us have been oh, there. Yeah, we yeah. both yeah, yeah. have at different points in our lives been like that person. It's like, no, no, I got it in my head. I, I, I'll remember all the assignments. I, I'll keep it up here. No. I stopped <laughs> taking Ritalin for two years as a part of a self- research self-observation self-reflection but part of it was of the voice in my head that said i can handle this right not the whole reason but some reason for stopping and that's just straight up pride it was just straight up pride like i can do this without this anywho yeah so on the one hand there's i'll keep it in my head that's not a plan we've established that on the other hand there's over planning there's to-do lists on top of to-do lists, on top of sticky notes, on top of a desk covered in sticky notes, and five different apps, and four different calendars. Right. Also not good. Right. Also too, too much. Copying it down, too, too recopying it down. I've had clients where yeah. they have they have their notebook, and then they have their other to-do list, and then they I record put it, it in here, their phone. And then I record it here. And then they and do then it again. It and then it's like, no, that duplicative process of, of you know, copying it over five times is not saving you time and it's not helping you get what what I I think you want to do in this like advice column section is if I could sum this up is to ask Please. yourself is what I'm doing helping me move closer towards executing that task and if it's not it's not helpful it's busy work it's something cuz I've had clients that have gotten really creative with the colors and the boxes and the paper and the this color sticky note and that thing and okay great love it It may look beautiful but if it takes you three hours to create your like thing and you didn't do what you needed to or you're not actually getting through that list is it helpful ask yourself that is this really moving me closer towards this eventual outcome exactly what i'm is this process helpful in my getting me towards these outcomes it is about re-anchoring your attention on finishing that task. It sounds dumb. It sounds redundant, but it's not. It's the idea of, okay, I know I have to do this, whatever it is. Yeah. What am I doing to do that? The planning to plan, right? Yeah. That's that planning to plan section. What, am, what steps do I need to take to get there? And if any one of those steps distracts in any way from the ultimate goal, then we need to cut it out. Exactly. 
So the last thing that I would suggest for getting something done and managing your time appropriately is you want to not assume you're going to remember it later. That when it, whatever system you use, whether it's an app, whether it's a sticky note, to-do list, calendar system, manual planner that you're writing things into, whatever system works for you. The main thing is, is when you have an idea that comes to you or when you are reminded that you have to do something or someone else reminds you about something, make sure you're putting that somewhere where then you can get it out of that system that you have easily in an organized way. And the more systematic we can be with that, the better. So put it somewhere and then also do it as soon as possible. So that, that, that means one of the biggest strategies I found is do it right away. Do it immediately if you can and do one thing at a time. So do it immediately and do only that thing until it's done. But if you can't, like let's say you have to, it's scheduled or you're in the middle of something and you just can't do that thing right now, then you have to have a system that works for you where you can put it down, record it, and then come back to it later. Right. I have, I will say I have found recently in my life that it's becoming easier to ask people around me or inform people that I need to focus on this one thing right now. Um, I, I definitely had a, an issue with, with that for asking for that space for years. But more recently, I've been more confident and more secure in informing someone, hey, no, I'm not, I can't do this and this at the same time. I need 45 minutes or I need an hour. I need to finish this first, then we'll do that. Um, and people don't always respond positively to that. If, if, you know, we often live in a me, me, me environment and someone says, I need you to do this for me. And you say, well, I can't, I'm, I need to finish this right now. They not, won't always answer with smiles and rainbows, but this dials us all the way back to the first part where we're not responsible for that person's feelings. I'm responsible for finishing this task and then I will get to you. Right. Right. But to your point also, if that other thing, right, if that new challenge that presents itself is greater priority, is, is more important than the task you're doing right now, we have to develop systems that we can record what that is and immediately find it again when we're done with the next tax. Exactly. Um, I would yeah, say, well on, I'll, I will say on what you just said there. Of, yeah. Of like, no, I'm, I'm needing to do this right now. Yeah. One helpful way to just slightly tweak that for our listeners yeah. is to say, sure. Like for this people pleasing part of us, sure. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy to do that. But right now I'm working on this thing. Can I get back to you in an hour? Can right. I, can we discuss that? So don't commit fully to it. Don't say, okay, yeah, sure. I'll, I'm going to do that in five minutes. Just give me five minutes. Exactly. No. Exactly. <laughs> Huge mistake that I make all the time. <laughs> so yeah. don't, don't commit yourself and lock yourself into a time that you can't actually like the cheap. The, da- the most dangerous sound is yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, like 10 minutes. 
right? Yeah. That's like the dangerous <laughs> sentence. No, there don't, you didn't, there was no planning that went into that sentence. <laughs> there was no planning. There was just an assumption of time, which we don't do well already and time management, which we also already don't do well. So it's just such a crap answer. Just, yeah, I would be happy to, once I finish this, I'm just, I'll, and you know what? You, the caveat I usually, the addendum I add yeah, on yeah. is come back to me in 30 minutes and see where I am. You know, like I, let me, let me get back to you in 45 and I'll let you know at that point if I'm done or if the end is in sight, you know, like just give yourself more room to breathe. Yeah. Don't with, lock yourself into yeah. things, but at the same yeah. time, at the same time, sometimes giving yourself a deadline is also helpful. So sorry, say that again. Sometimes, sometimes giving yourself a deadline is also helpful. Right. So on the flip side, it is helpful sometimes for you to, cause I know this is something I'd see also with people I work with a lot where they, they are afraid to commit to anything. They just, I, I don't want to put it in a calendar. I don't want to use a system. And that huh. impulse to keep it in their head has a lot to do with this. I don't actually want to commit because oh. as soon as I commit, it becomes real and I don't want to promise something and then fall short. Cause then I feel like shit. That's a tough so, one. So it's tough. It's tough. But I think what you could do to mitigate that, the balance between that, right. Is to actually realistically give yourself some time, give yourself enough time. So when you do commit, you say, I think it will, it should take me about two hours realistically to do this, or it should take me about this much time. So you think about that before you commit yourself. Right. And, right. and you actually think practice. about what you have in front of you right now Yeah. before you say yes. So if there. you, so if someone says, Hey, do you have time later to do this? And you're in the middle of something and you're writing your email or you're working on some project and someone asks you that thing, don't just say, Oh yeah, 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 sure. I'll be with you. Or yeah, I'll do that. Cause you're committing or you're saying, I'll do that in 30 minutes. Just give me, you know, 15 more on this. No, you're locking yourself in. Say instead, sure. I'll be happy to. I think I have about an hour give or take left of this. Let's check back in yep. in an hour and then I'll give you a clear sense of where I'm at, but it looks likely that I'll be able to, but I'm not, I can't promise you right now. And that way you've set yourself up to let them down easy. If this is a good thing, this is a healthy thing. You can say with confidence and pride, I thought I had the time, but I didn't. But you never committed. You said, I yes. will take a check in an hour where I am. I would love to do that for you. Just depends if I have the time. And there is nothing like that power. Oh, it's, it's when, you, when we ADHDers tap in to that healthy lifestyle, it feels so good when I'm able to happily, maybe that's the wrong word, comf comfortedly, contently, tell somebody, I'm sorry, I couldn't get around to it. I, After I, I think committed. the word you're looking for is intentional. Mm. The being intentional. 
Yeah. 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 It it yeah. It, it it doesn't because that's a, it that's an assertiveness. Look you look. Yeah, it's an assertiveness. You're actually right. You know what? Yes, that is exactly the feeling. I feel in control. I feel yeah. in control of my time, which is right. a great feeling. Exactly. You're not letting it be swayed by the whims of other people or the needs of mm -hmm. other people or their feelings. You're taking them into account. It's not that you don't care. It's not that you're blowing them off. It's just that you're saying, look, I'm respectfully talking to you and I'm, I'm actually caring about your feelings more because in reality, if I tell you I'm going to do it and I don't, that's going to hurt you a lot more mm -hmm. if I let you down than if I tell you, I'm not sure, but I'm going to check in with you or it's important to me that, that we come back to this. I want to hear you, but right now I can't because I'm working on this thing. And if you, and if you're upfront with that and you kind of tell it to them in that very clear way at the beginning, then there's no need to, to upset them or to let them down. So you're, you're actually going to feel better. They're going to feel better. It's going to be better all around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is a constant struggle. We're always working on this stuff. We're going to be also looking at more specifics of apps and programs. And there's all sorts of to do, uh, to do list type strategies and time management strategies out there. Um, and approaches that have been written about. So this is going to be a topic we're going to return to and come back to in the future. But I think what we have to do now is end it for the sake of time. Exactly. <laughs> yep. We got so, beeped a couple times. We got beeped already. But this is a beefy, time timer. This is a beefy one. This will come back. The time timer just does not know how much time it takes to talk about time. Exactly. The time timer is dumb technology. It doesn't know how, you know, important it is that we stick to our flow. And like when we get into a good, concise yeah. point, you know, we got to finish it out. <laughs> we got to, we got to finish it out. Time timer doesn't get it. Yeah. Give us some more time. It's not my fault. It's the mm -hmm. clock's fault. <laughs> you see what I mean? You got to be crazy. It's too late to be sane. You got to go full tilt, Bozo. You're only giving a little spark of that. We are attention. If you lose that, you're not attention. Pay attention. Pay attention.